0: Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Officer Roll Call Podcast. This is Paul Paluso. I'm the editor of Officer Magazine, and I'm joined, as always, by Frank Varelli, the uh, editorial director of Officer Media Group. How's it going today, Frank?
0: Going pretty good, sir. Going pretty good. we you know, The holiday silly season is upon us and everything's winding down, Um, getting towards the end of the year, getting this
1: last podcast
0: out. It seems like there's so much up in the air, but it still feels like it's a great day, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, and this is the last uh, episode of the Roll Call podcast uh, for 2023, and then we'll be rolling into 2024, and you know, we'll we'll have plenty of great stuff on officer.com and in the magazine as well uh, for everybody listening and to close out the year we had the officer station design awards. This is our fourth year of doing these awards. Uh, it showcases law enforcement and public safety facilities from across uh, the, the nation and you know that it's grown um every year that we've done it. Uh you know even during covid we were able to you know put this thing out and have have a really good um have a really good awards uh program that year as well and you know there was a little bit of a bounce back uh that the industry had to have when it came to uh you know build, building these getting to build these again uh build these facilities and it really has bounced back in in a big way and so we'll, we're going to talk about the awards frank and what have you if you can talk about a little bit just seen in um the trends with the uh public safety facilities and some of the things um some of the new things out there so
0: I think that one of the most interesting things I've seen is um, the the integration of uh, public safety in general in, in spaces, right? So, I mean, traditionally, when you look back, you have a, an emergency management group office over there and you have a police or law enforcement, sheriff's deputy, whatever over here. And then you have multiple fire departments over there. And um, I think uh, seeing municipalities and counties and states creating public safety centers where everything is housed together as much as possible. And and they're leveraging that integration for more efficient operations and management. I think that's one of the biggest things I've seen on the law enforcement side specifically, um, the the movement towards incorporating indoor ranges uh, that are, you know, very healthy. Um, You know, they take a lot of OSHA concerns into consideration, uh, you know, we're talking about what you breathe, what you hear, what you touch, um, potentially ingest, depending on how safety conscious you are as an individual. Um, we, we see that being incorporated and the design is actually almost making it safer to shoot inside than outside from the health perspective. And then the last one's the fitness. The number of people, the number of agencies that are incorporating some kind of fitness center into whether it's just a department or a substation or a public safety center, the gyms that are going in, the focus on fitness, the importance of physical fitness and health to long-term well-being in this profession is really finally catching on in the industry. So I think those are the big changes that I've noticed.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on all, all points, Frank, uh, especially with the public safety centers. That, that whole thing has grown a lot where you see um, a lot more, you know, police departments um and fire departments kind of teaming up um in, in the facility and this year uh for, with our public safety uh centers category that one received the most entries out of all the other categories and i i think that you really see in in these layouts how they make it work and when like we always talk about uh budgets going going down that it's a way to kind of uh you know, get, get that passed through your local uh, lawmakers to to be able to have those funds available. And right. also when it comes to land, you know, land becomes more sparse in a lot of parts of the country um, where it's more difficult uh, for municipalities to be able to get those sites. And that, that that's something that can be done where you can combine um, these places where they have some common spaces within them, but then also are walled off when it comes to you know the the police department and the fire department being on a separate right. sides. Right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the judging for the awards. And this year, uh, we held the held the judging at the St. Petersburg Police Department in Florida. Um, their department was uh, built in two thousand and nineteen uh, at the same time they actually had. That department built and their training facility, which is nearby, uh, built as well. And so they've been in it for a few years now. Uh, Assistant uh, Chief of Police Michael, Michael uh, uh, Kosovic, he um, he was part of the judging panel, as was uh, Assistant Chief of Police David uh, Gerardo. Girard- and um we also had Amy Weber um Bredlow from the uh from Harvard Jolly um PBK, which was the uh architect that worked on the project. So we sat down and uh reviewed all the entries uh for this year's awards. And in all we have you know 17 um awardees, uh awardees um submitted by 14 architectural firms and Basically, they're broken down in four different categories. Like I said, public safety centers. You have uh, law enforcement uh, facilities one, uh, which is facilities with more than fifty thousand square feet. Law enforcement facilities two, which is facilities with less than fifty thousand square feet, and then you also have law enforcement facilities three, which is less than twenty-five thousand uh, square feet. So. They're uh, spread out between those four categories. Um, when you guys, you know, look look at this uh, magazine um, that comes out, it's the November December issue. So it'll actually be out uh, the day before this episode um, comes out. So on December nineteenth, it'll be on um, the website. It'll be, you know, in, in print if any of you get the magazine, and it'll also be in the digital edition. So make sure you flip through and look at all these layouts. they're they're really good. Um, there's a lot of different photos. you can get an idea of what the facilities look like and there's all the information in there. and uh, there's even contact information uh, to the architecture firms if you have any questions for them and uh, if they're in their area that in your area that's one thing you can consider is uh, using one of these architects. so yep. Frank from from looking at these, is there anything that you, kind of spotted or noticed or liked when it came to these uh, layouts.
0: So uh, before I talk about layouts, I really like the fact that virtually all the architecture firms, when they design, whether it was a public safety center, or uh, in one case, an emergency operations, communications center, an aviation center, they seem to take into consideration uh, the exterior appearance and the neighborhood or area that it's going into. Uh, for instance, I think there was one where they used a particular type of brick, because the, where it was being placed was a historic district or something. I can't remember which one, but I love how the contemporary designs are incorporating um, the aesthetic integration. So from the exterior view, I think I like that a lot. For the layouts, um, it takes some really creative thinking, and I and I admire these. Uh, architects that can do it the the firms that can do these things uh you know when you lay it out you've got to have your secure spaces right and then you're going to segment this out into law enforcement fire if it's a public safety center uh ems whatever but you have for all law enforcement you have that section where you're bringing bad guys in and, and you want to control where they can go and where they can't go and that obviously needs to be kept very separated securely separated from where you're welcoming the public into the building. And, and while one can be hundred percent coldly professional, that being where we bring in the bad guys, the other has got to be, it's got to feel open and warm and welcoming. And it's got to feel like it's got to make the citizens that are walking in feel like they're in, included and, and they're valued. And the fact that they can do so much of that with the layouts um, and then the materials used to set up the divisions and what's, glass or at least see-through because it's not glass it's another material um, how it's segmented out how uh, things are labeled you know you change from signs on a wall to literally painting something on the wall that says that that's huge I mean when you when you've got a court a and it's four feet tall on the wall that's different from a little sign uh, that's sticking out on a corner seven feet up that says court a I, I like the creativity I like how this is evolving.
1: And I love the point that you made, Frank, about how um, these places are are made to look like their surroundings. In a lot of cases, the uh, I, I think you were referred to the Boston, uh, the, sorry, the Massachusetts State Police Lower Basin Barracks, yeah, which is uh, lo- located in Boston, and that uh, they they were able to basically take what they had before and renovate it, add on a new wing, um, but but be able to make make it look similar to what it looked like before but completely updated the thing including uh adding new windows on on the first floor and um and and just really making it look you know uniform throughout um uh, without um really messing up what, what it had going for it before and it still matches the area around it um another right. one that I really liked uh in 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 our um in our words and the layout it's actually the that was the gold award uh, for law enforcement facilities three. Uh the silver award was the Newberry police station in uh Newberry, Ma- Newberry Massachusetts. Still staying in Massachusetts. But this one um looks like a house. And you know, it's in a residential neighborhood. If you look around there, the the houses look very similar to um the construction of this police station. And I, I think you know when when we did the judging and this one popped up uh everybody was like oh that's you know that's different um but like you said it's really trying to match that facility to your surroundings and you know you you don't want it to stick out like a sore thumb you want it to be welcoming to people that uh that come in um and and so th- those things uh really help I
0: think the parking lot on that Newberry police station, I think the parking lot's probably what makes it stand out the most, right? As different, because it's like you said, it's in this residential neighborhood. Yeah. um, And it's a seaside town, a seaside community. So I love that. And it's, you know, designed to complement the largely residential village of quote unquote old town. And they really did a good job. You're right. It it almost looks like a house, Um, just a little bit bigger than some of the ones around it.
1: So one of the, um the facilities that I really wanted to spotlight here is the Bozeman Public Safety Center um in Montana. And this one won the gold for the public safety centers um for us this year. And some of, you know, the photos here, we have m- more photos on the website uh, than we do in the magazine, but you you can see the mountains in the background and it really does, you know, complement the area. It really does bring in a lot of those colors that you see, uh, in nature from the outside. And when you go inside, uh, they really do a good use of, uh, using natural light and you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of windows there, um, that, that help bring in, in that, uh, natural sunlight. And so that this is a shared facility, there's, you know, fire on one side and police on the other. And, you know, they, they just did a really, uh really good job um at the whole thing our, our judges loved it um they they mentioned how you know the the front entrance uses like a, a elevation um that um this was chief gerardo from uh saint pete said that it doesn't look like a big stone monolith they were able to you know keep the security in mind, um, you know, build a structure, how it needed to be built, but also left it open and inviting. Um, Amy, um, Weber Bradlow from, um, H- Harvard Jolly, uh, PBK said that, you know, there was a lot of things she liked as well, including that, um, open plaza that they had, but that they also had, um, you know, a focus on, um, focus on the the viability of it as far as uh, uh, you know the energy consumption they put on a uh, 306 solar panel array um, on top Uh, solar panels on top of the facility itself and it's projected to offset 40 percent of uh, the building's energy consumption so different things that they were able to do as far as you know uh, connecting to the outdoors you know, having a facility that definitely looks like it belongs, but then also um, focusing on energy efficiency or all things that 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 facility was able to do, um, and the facility was uh, was constructed by uh, Think One Architects um, in conjunction with uh, Anderson Mason Dale Architects and TC Ar- Architecture and Planning, and again that was in Bozeman, Montana, but. Yeah, Frank, I think that this one really brought in a lot of those things, a lot of the trends that we see, um, a lot of, like we said, public safety centers be- becoming um, more popular now. And this is a prime example of, you know, how it's done and some of the things that uh, that architecture for- firms and departments are working on now.
0: You know, if you've never been to Bozeman, I encourage people to visit there. It's an absolutely beautiful place. Um, and I think this public safety center... Kind of stays within the character of this of the area itself. And I, I like to joke about this. The Bozeman Airport's like a huge hunting lodge, and it's not that many terminals, and it's very small and welcoming and friendly. This, while it doesn't look like a hunting lodge in any way, shape, or form, it has that whole open south-facing wall, all that glass that welcomes in the heat and the sunlight. Like you said, it gives great panoramic views. Um, and it it really takes advantage of the setting. Um when you hit a home run like this, and I really feel like it did Bozeman this is it looks a hundred percent contemporary and up to date, but it also doesn't look like it's trying to demean nature. I mean, I don't know a better way to say that. <clears throat> it just really fits in and is a compliment to the area while it allows people to take appreciation visually of the surrounding area
1: so couple of the other um, facilities here. The Lafayette um, Public Safety Building was um, the law enforcement uh, facilities one um, facility that won gold. Uh, That was from Architects Design Group um, and uh, located in Winter Park, Florida. They uh, constructed this one or, you know, planned this one and and again, you know, th- this one definitely fits its surroundings. This is more of, you know, a busy downtown when you look at these photos and they're working with a very small site plan. And this this is something that um, a lot of our, uh, all of our judges agree that they did a very good job at fitting it in um, in the small layout that they do have there and that they were able to include everything that that facility needed. So that was, um, it, it really is something, Frank, when you look at uh, these firms that have to go from wide open spaces like in uh, like in Montana to smaller um areas uh, like like this one in um in this was in Lafayette, Indiana. So they can go from, you know, big wide open spaces to more, you know, small or small areas within mid and bigger size uh, cities. And it, it's really interesting to see how they can uh, juggle all that.
0: It is interesting indeed. And, you know, the footprint, when when you you need X number of square feet to accomplish a mission or to house everything you got to house, when you have a smaller footprint, that means you get taller, right? So while you might see some of these places that are one or two stories, in this case, Lafayette Public Safety Building, they went four stories, but they kept it within that, The footprint that they had allotted um and they built and designed a lot into that four stories in such a way again is to ensure the necessary separation uh of different areas and um servicing taking care of the employees as well as the city that they're serving right
1: so the last facility i wanted to touch on here is uh the city of weatherford public safety building which um one gold for uh law enforcement facilities too. And this one um is in Weatherford, Texas. It was uh, uh the architect um is BRW architects from Dallas and yeah again just did a great job and you know kind of a smaller space here but um they were really able to take advantage of you know the the area that it's set in and one of the biggest things that our uh, judges said that it had a uh, a homey feel to it that it just you know it it looks not only looks like it belongs but when you're inside of the thing it's very warm. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. You,
0: I was getting ready to say that I'm looking at one of the images of a of a break room area, kitchen area, and I'm like, that that looks like a kitchen out of a contemporary home. It's got uh, you know like bar stool seating at a breakfast bar kind of thing. It's got refrigerators that look like they belong in your kitchen cabinet space you know sink it, it looks like it's a home kitchen
1: so yeah that that's you know especially one of the things that they were able to do there um and and that they were also able to just have a overall focus when it came to uh fitness and mental health and uh use of outdoor spaces so it includes a track a fitness courtyard and also a decompression co- courtyard so i don't know how many uh facilities have a decompression courtyard but they have one so that uh all really good things that they were able to include in that facility i
0: i think we're going to see more such things like that paul but i it's a relatively new concept um when you start looking at uh you know the the the, the additional focus on mental and emotional health and welfare and law enforcement uh those decompression areas are gonna become far more common. But one of the things I love, and I'd like to point out to our readership uh, for the city of Weatherford, we have an overhead picture in the magazine issue. Um, and it, it's it's very unique, right? Not, not everything's perpendicular and squared and parallel. There, there's a little bit of a an angular offset is the best way I can describe it for parts of this facility that really give it an interesting perspective. Uh, Number one thing that I wanted to mention, the number two, uh, when you read the issue and you look at these different um, recipients of the awards, every one of these um, facilities has information on cost and the cost per square foot, along with the architecture information. So uh, obviously, location, 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 some of it, the cost is more simply because of what the land value is, where they're building. But in general, you can get a feel for what it costs to build uh, these types of facilities, if you are looking at a redesign or building a new uh, building for your public safety center, for your police department, fire, whatever, um, that information's in every one of these, and I, it, I think that would be found of great value to the leadership in uh, in any jurisdiction that's looking to do this kind of project.
1: So, Frick, I do want to just go backwards real quick. Uh, just I, I mentioned something about the uh, Bozeman facility before, and I, you know, I apologize. The thing about the uh, the solar panels on top of it and the energy consumption, that was actually part of the Lafayette um, Police Department in uh, Indiana, that facility. So I just want to, you know, make sure that everybody knows I was I, I meant to be talking about that one at the time um, in, in regards to that Um but the, the, the Bozeman
0: uh, facility does still have. Um, I, I would have sworn I saw this of uh, photovoltaic. Yeah, the building orientation. So this is the Bozeman facility. Does have photovoltaic arrays? I assume
1: they that do. They, they they do. Yeah. They they. they that's what I was going to say too. They do focus on energy efficiency and okay. um, all that too. I just wanted to make sure that yeah, our our, our listeners know that yeah Lafayette also includes um some of that as well um nice. so so yeah a, a lot of these facilities are really looking to do stuff like that and, and not just with the energy fe- efficiency it really is cost savings as well so that that's you know a big deal here when it um comes to budgets and and planning um and speaking of planning one last thing i want to touch on before we uh leave um is you know, we, we had a command Q and a, um, interview. It's the, the last page of the, uh, magazine that, um, next to the inside, uh, back cover, um, this month and talks of, or this issue and, um, it's entitled planning ahead. And I, i spoke this Assistant in chief, uh, Kosavij from, um, St. Petersburg about their facility, which like I said, it opened up in uh, 2019 and how they really took care and planning for the future. Yeah, he talked about the the importance of flexibility of some of those rooms um, within the facility. And not only for you know current uses, but for the future that you don't always know what a uh, unit is going to have to be increased as far as manpower and maybe some of them have to be scaled back and that these came very handy when it came to uh, COVID and having to change up up the layout of some things and um, came in handy when it came to things like uh, digital forensics that they had to, you know, when they started planning this facility um, a while back, they, you know, you couldn't have foreseen how big you know, digital forensics would have, would have become, right. they are able to build in the space uh, within the layout. So they use a lot of uh, movable walls and uh, separators and floating walls and, and different things that they can um, change the layout if they need to. Uh, is, is this something that, you know, you've seen a little bit out there, Frank, and what do you think the benefits are?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, everybody when when they plan now, I think they finally learned the lesson that you can't plan to house your agency today. Yeah. Uh, by the time you finish planning and get your budget approved and you you break ground and then you finish construction and your agency's grown fifteen percent and it's already too big for what you built. Um, so I think the planning ahead really matters. Uh, obviously, you can only anticipate technology needs so much, like digital forensics. But as as the assistant chief said. Uh, you know, if if you have twelve detectives and you you're building a new building, you don't want to build it for twelve. You want to build it for sixteen or eighteen. You want to build in the room for growth. So I, I think that's one of the biggest lessons learned uh, with this, Paul. And um, you know, I I think he's very clear about you. You they did a spatial needs assessment. Um. If, if you don't know what your needs and requirements are going into a, a discussion with an architecture firm, you're, you're already behind the curve. I mean, you need to know, you need to have a clear idea, be able to articulate what your needs are, and it gets much more in-depth than, than people expect. But if it's done right, it really provides a great space that can be, I mean, let's be honest, some of these buildings are going to be here for 30, 40, 50 years before they get any kind of renovations or upgrades. So you really have to plan for the future, and I think that's the biggest lesson we're seeing learned uh, with this year's station design awards.
1: So not only did we talk about, um, you know, planning facilities, but all and planning for the future of that facility, but also what law enforcement needs to plan um, ahead for for twenty twenty four. He said that he believes the biggest issue will continue to be recruitment um, and the willingness of what people wanting to come into the profession. Um, that they're in St. Petersburg, they actually have done a pretty good job. Um, it, it's been an area that a lot of people have been moving to from other areas, so they they haven't seen the same issues as far as uh, being able to fill positions, and they're they're pretty well staffed uh, currently. But a lot of other areas out there have been struggling uh, big time when it yeah. comes to uh, recruiting. And yeah, to close this out, Frank, just some of the trends that you see flowing over from, you know, this year into 2024, maybe some new things we may see?
0: I don't know that we're going to see anything new. I think we're going to see the continuation no. of integration uh, of um, better use space and so on. Um, I, I, I would like for all of our listeners to be aware in the same issue. Uh, matter of fact, page right next to that command Q&A we were just discussing with the deputy chief um, is information for the 2024 station design conference yep. uh, being held in May in um, glendale arizona which i i think it's a that's a beautiful sunny location to be in in may so uh, if any agencies out there can even considering the possibility of a renovation upgrade or new construction we'd encourage them to attend
1: yeah and frank i, I was going to mention that as well uh yeah may 20th is our uh one-on-one sessions there and then may 21st and 23rd is a general session um we have you know sessions throughout those days and also a little uh, expo space there as well it's at the renaissance phoenix glendale hotel over over in uh, glendale arizona and yeah this is a joint venture between um, officer and firehouse uh, magazine as well that there's a, a fire section of it um and there's a law section as well and there's some combined sessions so you know when you talk public safety centers it's it's good to be able to uh, know what that other side is thinking as well and yep. um, I, I'll be there and I'll be overseeing the uh, law enforcement track so yeah those of you that they're listening that are planning on going or thinking about going I'll uh, I'll be there at the conference
0: so show up and meet Paul so you know who the podcast voice is
1: there you go but yeah Frank when we're talking about some of these uh, trends yeah like with recruitment and um and budgets of course too what you know what strides do you think law enforcement has made this year and what do you think can uh how we can improve next year as well
0: uh paul i'd be kind of at a loss our biggest challenge continues to be recruitment and retention and manpower staffing um you know nobody wants to walk into a police department potentially interested in a job and you know the, the building's 120 years old and it's falling around down around them i know of an agency that as recently as 10 years ago was using a historic jail as their police headquarters building. Uh, and it had been renovated to some extent, but who's going to walk in there and say, Hey, this is where I want to work and apply for a job. You, your your agency has to put up a, a better presentation than that. And and I think that uh, some of these designs um, will, will add to the welcoming feeling of potential accomplishment and professionalism when these applicants show up to to inquire
1: that's a really great point frank and yeah I, when i spoke to the assistant chief he he said that 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 is a big deal for them that it is a recruiting tool um, when you walk up to the saint petersburg police department it's right in the downtown area uh there's art outside there's art inside um they they have They have this beautiful uh, piece of art um, in the ceiling of the lobby where it's like uh, angels wings and uh, it's made of steel and it it all just brings it all together so well Um, everything that they have in there and he said that for the officers it's really you know gives them a sense of pride you you don't want to you know. If you're working for a Fortune 500 company, you don't want your building to be dilapidated and, you know, an old old relic uh, that people have to come in and work at every day. It's the same thing with the law enforcement agency. So um, I, I think that, yeah, that's a great point that, that that is something that, you know, departments really have to take a look at. And when, you know, you have to approach lawmakers for funds, that's something that it can definitely be used a, as a point that you need to have a good facility to be able to uh recruit the best officers. Yep. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um like I said this is the last roll call episode for the year and um you know th- thanks for uh you know being with us and um and make sure to check it check it out um next year we'll have plenty of episodes for you guys and also make sure to check out our other uh series on our uh, PodBeam page that we have um, the the lineup and we have the uh, active shooter uh, series that we have up there right now. And there's a lot of things for you guys to check out. If you have any questions for us, as always, you can reach us at editors at com. And uh, anything you want to tell everybody, Frank, before we log off?
0: Nope. Want everybody to stay safe. Hey, okay, thanks, guys. Have a happy New Year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Officer Roll Call. Be sure to check back every two weeks for a new episode. Stay safe.